I mean, we literally spend two thirds of our life working. And so if you think about the amount of time, just the amount of time that like we spend energetically doing work, how that can actually, one, just have an impact on us as humans, but also like we look at relationships as mirrors back to who we are. We look at, um, you know, traumatic events that happen in our life outside of work as mirrors that, that sort of show us who we are. Like I'm actually a really huge believer that work is such a huge mirror for, for learning and growing and healing. And I think these like work traumas, these job hardships are actually really incredible moments to be able to um, learn and grow. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. Your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, mindset coach, actor, and truth teller extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought to help you face your fears, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 93 of The Pod. How are you all doing? Are you functioning? Are you feeling like a hot-ass mess express? Are you feeling all the feels and you don't even know what to do with yourself? If the answer is yes to all of the above, I'm with you. (laughs) Um, I still can't believe we are in quarantine. Like, Did we ever think this was going to last this long? It's wild. Um, And today um, we are talking about something on the podcast that I never expected um, to dive into uh, at all. Uh, Career is just not something really I thought about talking about on the podcast, Um, and and at least in any like deep, um, like having a career strategist on the podcast, I was like, the fuck, why would I do that? Like we talk about taboo things, we talk about... Um, you know, really conscious conversations around um, the shit that nobody talks about. And yet, um, right now, as a, as a global society, as a worldwide community, um, when, we were, when we recorded this, Emily mentioned this at the beginning of our episode, and it blew my fucking mind. When we, when we recorded this together, um, almost 17 million people had experienced a layoff in their jobs as a result of this pandemic. A number which blew my mind. And like that, like Great Depression and like even even when we were in the recession in 2008, um, the, the, the numbers have like blown it out of the water. It's unprecedented. Um, unprecedented? Unprecedented. Um, that's the word. Yeah. And I, and I know personally so many humans who are who are going through um, either layoffs or job struggles or um, or really trying to figure out like what the fuck to do to make money right now, um, to make a living, to pay the bills, um, or even just in general, I've been speaking to a lot of humans, especially a lot of those of you who have been reaching out um, to me um, and a few of you who've already signed up for Unapologetically Confident are struggling with this as well, but I know some of you who have been really chatting about uh, – about it, I'm really trying to figure out like what even do I want to do with my life because I've been doing this job or this career path for you know X amount of years and it just doesn't feel aligned for me. I just I'm doing it because it's what I went into school for or whatever. And finding that clarity, um, and we talk about all of that and so much more in today's episode. And I couldn't have imagined uh, having anybody on to have this conversation with other than Emily. Like she is. Not just um, 
incredibly, incredibly well-versed in this space. And obviously, like, this is her fucking job is she helps, you know, unhappy professional women how to heal wounds and and, and really figure out their purpose and, and make career plans so they can build a career that they really love. Um, and she has all this incredible knowledge, but she does it from some, such a – um, a way that aligns with my personal philosophy of really, really moving from the inside out. And um, it just, it was such a empowering conversation for me. Also, we get into some crazy ass stories that I never expected to share on the podcast. And when I say that, you know that I've expect, I've shared some really crazy stories. So get ready for the end of the, of the podcast because this episode, because it's, um, you're welcome just in advance. You're welcome for that. Um, yeah, here we are. Um, thank you, Kev, for uh, for uh, not being so like uh, protective of our sex lives. Let's just say that um, so that I can't share. But anyways, um, I love you guys so much. And um, also, before we get into this episode, um, if you are listening to this in real time, um, I just want to remind you that doors are closing for um, the next round of Unapologetically Confident. We are kicking off on May 12th, um, so you have a few more days to reach out to me on Instagram if it feels really like a good fit and, and you're just like, fuck yes, let's go. Um, chances are we are not going to run this program again, um, so if, if anything is pulling at you to reach out, it is a nine-week container a group program where we really, really, really dive into how to embody your true self. And that means pulling back all of the layers of the things that you aren't um, and and really, really type, um, diving into incredible topics. We talk about body appreciation and awareness. We go into um, sex and sexuality. We go into uh, communication and how to set boundaries and self-talk and really, really getting clear on your internal why. I mean, literally, we dive into all the things. Please reach out if you are at all curious. Um, we only have a few spots left and are being really, really intentional with the um, the humans that are we are accepting into the space because it is such a special container and I just cannot wait to dive in. Um, so again, please, please, please reach out um, if you're interested in that space. Um, you can just shoot me a DM um, and we'll chat there. Um, and in terms of today's episode, this is what we're getting into. So um, who is Emily? She is an intuitive career strategist. Like I said, she teaches um, unhappy professional women how to heal old wounds, uncover their purpose, and craft strategic career plans so they can build careers that they absolutely love. Um, she does one-on-one work, group coaching, workshops, um, and, and beyond. And we really, really, really dive into all sorts of things. So on today's episode, we talk anywhere from how our careers define our lives, for better or for worse, what the fuck to do when we're laid off, um, work trauma, and how that can really impact our mental health and sense of self. Um, we actually talk about how entrepreneurship and like non-quote non-traditional work spaces aren't necessarily the answer. Um, fun fact, did we think that was going to happen? Probably not because it's Amanda, but here we are. Um, how the hell to find your fucking purpose in the first place. Um, key, the true key to knowing how to make decisions when it comes to your career, life, and beyond. Um, what the economy right now is showing around job security and how to really cultivate security in your life moving forward and and so, so, so much more. So without further ado, I give you Emily. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks for having <laughs> I me. I wish you guys could see us. We're like dancing and <laughs> being so weird. I am so excited to welcome this human into the space and just like share her heart with you. Also because... Like, there is no better human, I think, on the planet to talk about what we're navigating right now, which I know so many of my friends and all of you have been struggling in the space of jobs right now because, like, everyone's getting laid off left, right, and center because of what we're facing as a, as a society and a community. And it's, 
hard and weird and scary. Mm-hmm. And like, the fuck am I supposed to do <laughs> in, in that time? Yeah. Um, and I know personally, like I've had a lot of experience with like job shifts um, and that they've been scary and like in the moment but overall looking back I can see so many internal shifts that really led me to exactly like this work that I'm doing now which is exactly what I'm supposed to do but like if I had thought about my life in 2015 there's absolutely no way that I would have told you that I was like gonna be a podcast host a book author like a coach like all of that would have been I would have laughed in your fucking face and here I am like living my best life so yeah, I just I, I just wanted to have you on. I never thought to have a career strategist on the podcast before because it's just not really what we do on here, like, yep. you know? Um, like, every, usually we're talking about all things taboo and weird and, yep. you know, breaking the seal. But, but, like, I honestly feel like this is something that now is something we don't talk about. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the more I think about it, it's like we don't talk about getting laid off. We don't talk about job shifts. We don't talk about, like, the way that that can – and our how our jobs impact – our our being and our identity as humans and I'm like get Emily the fuck on the pod so I'm just really excited you're here (laughs) I'm so excited to be here too but I I think it's absolutely right and I think part of the um, interesting thing that we're experiencing right now I mean I think the number is now almost at 17 million people have gotten laid off I started reporting reporting these numbers like a week ago and when I first reported it it was three million and that was a lot and then it doubled to six million and I was 17 million and so yeah. That even being said, though, like every single one of those 17 million people is like an individual, unique human, and many who have never been laid off before, many who are experiencing this for the first time. And so, um, yeah. you know, I just think uh, talking about it is even just a way to create space for those people to feel 100%. whatever they're feeling and, and sort of just be wherever they are. So, yeah. And we're recording this in the middle of April. So I'm sure those numbers, by the time you're listening to this, have even grown, which, you know, mm-hmm. is. Is, is wild. Like, is this the wild. is this the biggest amount since the Great Depression? It was unprecedented when we were at six million. Wow! 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 Mm-hmm. This is not my world. Obviously, I don't know. About yeah. These um. Yeah, because to happen all at once, like I think as individuals, I'm sure at some point we have either experienced a layoff or a job shift or what looked like for me a giant panic attack where I quit four of my part time jobs overnight because mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I'm just like, this ain't working no more. Toss it to the Shift. wind. Yeah. That's <laughs> literally what happened. Um, but, you know, I think we've all experienced some kind of job hardship um, yeah. in our life. And and it's so interesting. Like, I, the more I think about it, it's like, I don't really talk about this with humans. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and there's such a stigma around, well, if you've been laid off, it looks and feels so different. And yet we've all probably experienced that at some point or know somebody yep. who has. Why do you think there's that stigma attached to that? Oh, I have so many thoughts around this. So you said a really interesting thing just now. You said job hardship. Mm. And I I have a word, same thing, different words. Work trauma, I call it. Work trauma. Um, And it's this idea that our work um, can cause like pretty difficult moments in our lives. Like our work and our jobs can be the thing that can really – unlock some really deep pain actually and sort of expose like where we where we may have some unhealed wounds um and I see this play out in a lot of different ways but especially in our society we have a lot of high achievers a lot of super ambitious people who really want to be successful and want to do great work and and want to be really good at their jobs and so um when that doesn't happen or when something happens to make you feel like you're not good at your job Mm -hmm. or to make you feel like 
you aren't who you thought you were. Or that you're like um, a failure or something. Exactly. Yeah. It can completely offend you, right? Like, and, mm. and I think ultimately why we don't talk about that is because it's almost like showing your, showing like this dark shadowy side of yourself of like, oh, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And and like, if I were to tell you about that, then maybe you would think differently about me. And I think, mm. I mean, in a way it's, it's so much harder to talk about the hard stuff at work because like, you don't want to share that story. You don't, you don't want to like get the, let the word out, right. That like something yeah. was hard for you. Um, like it's okay to be busy and to like work really hard, but it's like because not okay on to talk paper, about. It looks like everything is working. Yep. But yeah. like the results of that, right. Burnout, like all the different yeah. things that could potentially come from that and the ways that it can affect your life. I mean, we literally spend two thirds of our life working. And so if you think about the amount of time, just the amount of time that like we spend energetically doing work, how that can actually one, just have an impact on us as humans, but also like we look at relationships as mirrors back to who we are. We look at, um, you know, traumatic events that happen in our life outside of work as mirrors that, that sort of show us who we are. Like I'm actually a really huge believer that work is such a huge mirror for, for learning and growing and healing. And I think these like work traumas, these job hardships are actually really incredible moments to be able to um, learn and grow um, and use them as mirrors. To, yeah. I love that. I have never heard someone express what you just said. I just, I feel like I need you all to take a second and breathe that in because like I have, I mean, I've thought about this and definitely like worked with my, some of my clients actually right now I'm doing a group group coaching program and one of my clients is having a really tough time and has been expressing this in our space because, you know, it's a safe space to do so. And yet she's like not talking about it with anybody in her life. Um, And it's like, okay, when you've created a container of safety and like support, then it's amazing what can ensue from that. But most of us don't have that, right? And and most of us don't feel even safe within ourselves to express that, let alone with our partners or our friends or our family members or whatever. So, oh my gosh, I just like, I feel, I'm, I'm so excited even more to have you on right now because I'm like this, because I'm all about the inner shit, you know, like that, yeah. is, my, that is my jam. It's about coming home to yourself and and really like embodying your fuck yes life for me is about like ripping away all of the bullshit layers that we've been put on and programmed as society to be able to like actually show up in the world as we are. And you're right. Like we spend so much of our lives working. And as a society, we have been programmed to believe that our work is our identity. Mm-hmm. Like when when literally the first thing, first question I'm sure that like anyone ever asks you after they want to know your name is what do you do? Yes. And I hate that question. I do because I don't ever know how to answer it personally because I'm like, You're well, like I do 17 things. I'm like, like yeah. I do a lot is usually what I say. Um, but but it's interesting that we immediately I identify a human based off of their mm-hmm. career. And in a way, like I agree. Like I think like there's so much more to us than our work. There's so much more to us than, you know, like than – the way that that question is normally asked, because usually the answer they want to hear is like the job that you do, right? I'm a Correct. career strategist. Yeah. I'm a whatever analyst. But I, I actually like, I actually think there's an opening there for mm. us because we are such a work focused society. Mm-hmm. 
but what if the work that we did was all purposeful and meaningful and revealed mm. like who you were at the deepest level? And when you asked that question, like that's what you were really asking. And yeah. when you answered that question, you got to answer that question with, this is the incredible, meaningful, fulfilling work that I get to do every day. And I'm so excited to tell you about it. And it, it, it defines yeah. me, not because it's just my job and it's what pays me, but it defines me because it's my purpose and it's my it's what I'm meant to be doing. And I, But I think the, the difference is that most humans are not doing that. Because we're not really taught how. Yeah. Nobody Which is, really yeah. – like our parents are like, we want you to be happy. But like I know like even my parents, like they're like, we want you to be happy, but we want you to go to business school. And I want you – my dad especially was like, I want you to go to business school and I want you to go to law school and I want you to just do, go to any type of yeah. graduate school and get a degree. Sure make a lot of money. Yeah. Sorry. And get a degree so that yeah. you can like, you know – why? I mean, I have a lot of thoughts around this, but like what do you think are the reasons – for like that being our generation of like being told you know like get a degree make sure you're like have a stable income if you have like artistic <laughs> pursuits do that on the side you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think my um my thought I, I sort of tend to look at a really broad from a really broad perspective of these types of things and if we look at it almost as like every generation is evolving from the previous generation. So our parents' generation, they evolved from their parents' generation, yeah. right? And what our parents – and all a generation can do is give what they know. They can only share as far as they've evolved, yeah. right? Our parents' generation, like they weren't taught, right, either how to follow their purpose and how to build meaningful careers. They were taught to build a career that was safe and secure because that was what was needed in the times. Yeah. And I think for us now, like we got to grow up with that safety and security. And what that safety and security gave us was the freedom to go do like incredibly purpose-driven, fulfilling things. Mm. And so I don't think it's that they necessarily even value anything less. I think humans are wired for purpose. I think it's just career-wise. That was what they knew. And so that's what they shared. And, be and that was a gift they actually gave to us so that we could go do this. They just like necessarily don't, don't totally understand mm. that that was what they were giving us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. And like I think when – when I at least speak to my parents, because my mom is a you know one of the top lawyers in Canada, and like my dad is in business, very you know traditional path, and here I am being like, bye, <laughs> like no, not at all. Um, and when I talk to my mom, like she wanted to go into music, like that was her original plan. She like put her way through school by teaching piano. Um, and like, I grew up in a really music driven household because of her love for that. But it was like, that's not career because I need to build security. Mm -hmm. Um, but also as a way to like hold a platform for me to be able to like go and pursue acting <laughs> because mm -hmm. I loved it, you know? And it was like, okay, cool. And that's amazing that I had that space. But I feel like a lot of, a lot of parents and a lot of humans that I know who are struggling with their work identity because it doesn't all feel aligned with, yeah what they want to be doing in the world um it's so often because they went to school for x y and z and they feel like they need to continue that path because that's what they went to school for right. and that's what's going to make money i'm curious though because i feel like there's been this upwave of entrepreneurship and mm. like really doing your own thing and following your passion like you know we're getting, we're getting thrown all these shit left right and center mm -hmm. and now amidst this climate it's like we're all losing jobs. Mm -hmm. um, the economy is tanking. And that need for security and retirement and all of these things that, like, we may not have thought about as much, maybe from a global mm -hmm. standpoint, I'm feeling that really intensely right now and hearing that a lot within my communities and my friends. So, like, do you think that's going to start shifting 
moving forward as we like progress in, in the new world? You know, I think there's a, a couple thoughts. One yeah. is entrepreneurship is super sexy right now, right? Like yeah. go start a side hustle, start your own business. Like, and it's, it's, inc- it's an incredible time to, to be an entrepreneur. And I to mean, start it's your own changed business. my fucking life. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. But that being said, like, I'm a strong believer that you do not have to be an entrepreneur to have meaningful work. Totally. Like your mom's a lawyer. Like I know one of my best friends is a lawyer and it's two of my best friends are lawyers. Me too. And, and they love it. And they love it. It yeah. is like incredibly meaningful work. So yeah. I just like for any nine, like traditional, more traditional nine to fivers out there who have more traditional jobs, like I, I actually do not think you have to be an entrepreneur. You do not have to start your own business to do meaningful, purposeful work. Totally. And there are a lot of traditional jobs that are incredibly meaningful. And for mm. most of my clients, actually, it's just a mindset shift. It's just learning to look at your traditional job with a, a different perspective, a purpose-based perspective. So that's like one thing Ooh, I just wanted to know. I love that. Wait, can we pause for a second? We can pause on that, yeah. Can, can you – like what do you, what exactly do you mean by shifting, um, yeah. you know? Because for me, I, it's something that I just so don't personally understand because my path has never been 9 to 5. Like yep. I went into acting and then in addition to that, I was like, give me all the part-time jobs. And I did part-time jobs that I fucking hated that yep. like literally made me want to like crawl out of my own skin and gave me panic attacks. And then when I left those and I opened my own business, it gave me the freedom and allowed me to like hone in the values that I actually give a fuck about as a human and serve yep. and do all these things. So for me, it, it's been like the most incredible path. And, and has, like, fostered purpose in a way that I didn't know could could exist. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know the 9 to 5 live because I've never done yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So, like, what what do you find is, like, a, the mindset shift that needs to happen? I'm sure it's all individual, but. Um, I mean, it's – so I'm going to say it and then I'm going to explain it. So yeah, the yeah, mindset yeah. shift is actually – it's simple. It's knowing, it's knowing what wakes you up in the morning. It's knowing your drive. It's knowing your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people – think that's a lot harder to figure out than it is. Um, I actually, I mean, I have a a simple worksheet I have on my website that I offer for free now because I just want everybody to be able to know. Wait, wait, wait. How can we get that? Let me say I'll put in the show notes. Okay. Awesome. So it's, it's literally like the downloadable on the front page of my website, emilyleezamoyer.com. It's how to uncover your purpose. Amazing. It's the exact steps that I not only have taken myself through over and over again through the years, it's the exact it's the first session I do with every client. Um, I love it's it. the session that I've done with all of my, my teams that I've managed. I mean, it's, it's super effective, but yeah. the point is that it's actually the per- your purpose is already inside you. You don't have to find it. It's not outside. It's not Thank like you, you. got to go travel. Fucking yes. It's inside Thank you. you. <laughs> and that's why I choose the word uncover because like mm. it is within you. And like you gave the onion example. It's like, you just have to unpeel the onion layers and it is there yeah. waiting for you to see it and yes. to grab a hold of it. Yes. And once you have that, you're just shifting your thoughts. So when you wake up and you go to work in the morning and you start your day at your nine to five at your normal traditional job, normal, I hate that word, I have to scratch that, but like your traditional job, yeah. you no longer are saying, okay, well, I've got these goals and my boss wants me to do this and, and I have these responsibilities and all these things. The first thing that I sort of teach my clients to do is to think about, well, how am I going to fulfill my purpose today? And how do I build that into 
whatever I'm doing throughout my day. And actually that's my priority. And that's the lens that I want to look at my work through. I love that. I love that. It made me think about like, cause for me, I found when I started my own business, like I was finding a lot of struggle even in that because I was like, here's my to do's and there's so many things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I flipped it for myself very early on. And it was like, how can I be a light today? If I have been yeah. a light for one person that I have done my job, I have served. Mm-hmm. And like, that is, for me, like yeah. that is when I feel most lit up is knowing that something I'm teaching, something I'm doing, something I'm being is a mirror to somebody else for them to go, me too. Thank you for saying that so that I could also like express that. So that just lit something in me because I'm like, oh, I feel that. I so deeply resonate with that. But I don't think most people have that like thought or even think to think of that because we're so taught to just like check off the to do's <laughs> and like go down the fucking list. Well, and it takes practice, right? Like yeah. it's not, it, it's, it's steps, right? Like, and it, but it's like anything in life, right? As soon as we start to make these shifts, you know, our thoughts completely create our reality. Mm. So if our thoughts that start our day are rooted in the thing that's most meaningful to us, everything else is going to start to sort of align and show up to support that. Mm. And so that's, that's the same thing, right? And it just totally shifts not only how you spend your time, but it's like when you're in conversation with someone, right? Even if it's a colleague or a coworker or whatever it is, it just completely, it brings so much more meaning to everything that you do, which is fulfilling and it feels good and it's satisfying. And even yeah. in those challenging moments, you're like, yeah, it's challenging, but like it's meaningful. And so it's worth it. Yeah. This is giving me a lot of a lot of things to think about because I I think for a while when I first started my business I was like everyone needs to do this it's the best thing ever and you know because when you're in it you just love what you're doing and like I feel this way as an artist too although to be frank I'm also always like don't do it if you don't have the (laughs) backbone because it's hard it's 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 a lot of rejection it's a lot of like grit and dedication and so is being an entrepreneur which I'm sure you've seen like it's right it's the same thing yeah it's just like a constant roller coaster of life that I've just buckled myself onto it's like here we go um but no I think it's giving me a lot of a lot of thought and like my best friend um is a lawyer and and she you know has taken this path for so long and like I love I love how much she loves it, but I've always just had this moment, and she's gonna be listening to this and be like, "Yeah, I know, Amanda," but like, <laughs> she, you know, she I've always had this moment where it's like, "But is this really what lights you up? Like, how can you feel so aligned and excited by like being a lawyer? You know, like brush, brush, brush." And she does like she loves. I mean, there are aspects of her job that she doesn't love, and and I think that's where it's important to like get clear on your purpose within that, but. Yeah, I gotta stop. I gotta stop having such a closed mind around career, because um, I'm just such a like you know I'm a seven on the enneagram. I'm a manifesting generator in human design. I'm like, give me all of the like flexibility and the freedom and lots of different things so that I constantly feel inspired and I'm talking to cool humans. Like the idea of doing the same thing every fucking day feels wildly claustrophobic to me. You know. I do. And I think the thing that even that you're like expressing right now is you've got such clarity on who you are and what you want and what yeah. lights you up and what excites you. And like you have a personal framework for how to make decisions for yeah. you and for your career. I think a lot of us struggle with ha- with that personal framework. So when 100%. we're making decisions for ourselves and for our career, we ask people, we ask other people what they think we should do. We make pros and cons lists. We rely so heavily on like what I should do for like my long term and for future me and like all this stuff. And the truth is like, I mean, I see this all the time. Like 
it's that personal framework that you just sort of expressed just through what you just shared with me, that is your guiding light. I mean, mm-hmm. your intuition is ultimately your guiding light, but a lot of us have a hard time listening to it or hearing it. Or and knowing so how to access it. Yeah. Or knowing how to access it. And yeah. so the next best thing is knowing your personal framework. And that's, that's exactly what you just shared. And that's why you've been able to move towards it over and over and over again. Yeah. I love this, Emily. So fucking much. I just, I, I think that like, if I needed to hear this, like when I was going through my like, the fuck (laughs) time in my life, like I needed to hear this. And I just feel like so many humans who are probably questioning what the fuck they're doing with their Mm -hmm. career right now is really like this I cannot tell you how I how important I think this conversation is because I always come back to that inner stuff like that is how I think when we are clear I know when we are clear on on who we are and what we want and what we need as an individual we can like everything else ripples and that you know it's our relationships that ripple it's our careers that ripple it's our you know how we show up with our body our body image everything like everything changes Mm -hmm. but it's that inner fucking uncovering um and so I just think this is so wildly incredible, and I love this. It's exactly what you said, though. It's knowing what we want. When we know what we want, then it all unfolds. And I think that's the thing that can be so hard for us. It's not just that we don't know what we want. So some of us, we feel like we don't know. But sure. for most of us, it's that we don't allow ourselves to want what we want. Yeah. For sure. So we block it, Mm -hmm. right? And whenever we block ourselves, that is when all of this other negative stuff actually happens. And we don't always connect those dots, but that's exactly what happens is when we block ourselves, like that's when we're attracting in negative shit, Mm -hmm. right? But the thing is, I think most of the time we don't realize we're even doing that. Totally. And and I also don't think it's something that – like I think it's so normal that that happens because we have been programmed as you know as humans to like yeah. listen to every other everyone else's voice except for mm-hmm. our own, mm-hmm. um, and especially like what you're saying like all the shoulds around career mm-hmm. and like well you have to have something and, and I mean to a certain extent like yes you do have to pay your bills but also like you don't need to have bills you could live in a van if mm-hmm. that made your life happy. You so know. you asked a little earlier, like earlier about like the security and stability yeah, yeah, yeah. piece. Like what are we going to do with that? And I think this like kind of comes back to that. Um, we get to define what that means for us. Mm. I'd say up until now, people believed that having a full-time job was more secure. Yeah. This economy is showing that that's probably not the case anymore. Yeah. And I kind of always said, and my old bosses used to hate it, like the job security wasn't a thing. I never (laughs) thought job security was a thing. I told my team that everybody hated that I said that, but it was true. It's a false sense of security, right? It is. Because you can, yeah, yeah, you can be laid off at any time as we are You can be laid off at any time. You can be fired at any time. The company can shut down. Same thing for being an entrepreneur, right? Totally. There's no security, right? But the truth is, is jobs shouldn't give you security. You give you security. Hmm. No matter where you are, like we as humans, as adult humans, and not as not kids, right, but as adult humans, we have to learn how to provide a sense of safety and security for ourselves. And in terms of financial security, ultimately, like, again, that is that is something to just be learned. It's a skill, right? Mm-hmm. Like money is just a tool that we get to use as humans on this planet. Yeah, an arbitrary and, fucking tool that someone said, hey, this is going to be the value of this and go. Here's a piece of paper. It's a random fucking tool, right? And it's a really fun tool and it's a great tool. It's, yeah. It can be a scary tool, but it's just a tool, right? Just energy. And so if, if, you, if you're somebody who, and I know for me personally, like I'm somebody who 
has really had to shift a lot of my own money mindsets and learn a lot more about how to use money effectively as a tool. But now that I do feel more comfortable with it, it's so much more fun. And I'd say for anybody who is really struggling with the, the fear of not having money right now, especially from being laid off, like I feel that and I get that and that fear is real. Yeah. But it is also real that you get to control and you get to define what security and safety means for you and how you build yourself a world in which you can feel safe and secure and trust that it's going to work out even without having all of the pieces of the puzzle figured out yet. Yeah. Can you share a little bit more about what you mean by that? Because like I hear that and I think, and probably a lot of humans listening are probably like, cool, that sounds really nice. And like, Safety and security for 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 so many of us is okay. We're we live in a place whether we're paying rent or mortgage. Like we have to make sure we're paying the bills so that we have a roof under our heads and that we can feed ourselves at the very minimum. Let alone mm-hmm. like any kind of entertainment or enjoyment for ourselves. And it's like there is a certain amount of income that at least if we're living a certain life, you know, of some kind, we're all we all need to be making some money in order to live. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that our world has been set up unless you're living you know in the middle of the woods and 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 that's cool if you are you're probably not listening to this podcast <laughs> you know so like that to me like I remember so deeply and even now right now like you know as you're listening to this probably like my husband is working contract work and right now that's not great because mm-hmm. we're in an economy where people aren't looking for, for contractors. Mm-hmm. So like I'm a, you know, and for for the last couple of years it's been like Amanda had Honcho in the household <laughs> of, you know, bringing in the, the money. But like also as we've learned, I just lost a big chunk of my income as an actor. Mm-hmm. And so everything right now is relying on my coaching business, um, which is terrifying. And it's like, okay, well, we have a mortgage to pay. We have all this stuff. And I know a lot of my friends have like completely lost their jobs mm-hmm. and are freaking out about that. And like there is this external security and mm-hmm. and sense of safety that is within like just maintaining your life. And that can feel debilitating, you know, if you're mm-hmm. if you don't know where that money's coming from or how to so how do you how what do you, do you build the yeah, like, what, correct like yeah. because i think we've we've so been so focused on external security and external safety especially from a job and financial standpoint and when that's gone what the fuck do we do you know yeah so a few things first is um i think we're in a really interesting moment right now where we're all kind of learning to live with less mm. And so I think one exercise is an exercise around like, what do I really need? Like, what are my actual core needs to exist? Because you express, you know, when you were asking this question, it was like, how do I maintain my lifestyle? Well, my first question is, do you need to maintain your lifestyle? Right. Because your lifestyle is everything you're spending money on bringing you complete joy and meaning for your life? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Right. So that's the first question is like, what do you really need? And like, start there and really get an understanding of like, what does that cost? Right. And the second question is, if, if you need to make, if you, if, for example, you've just lost your job and uh, most people who lost their jobs are at least able to go on unemployment right now, which yeah. is a whole, again, I hope the stigma is gone now about taking unemployment and people are just taking it. Yeah, because I hope so too. Fuck If the you're stigma. listening to this Take and you think money. there's a stigma, there's not. Take the money. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's money coming in, first of all. Um, and second of all, 
um, I'd say the second step is actually just to make a plan. I think a lot of what happens is fear is rooted in the unknown. What if? What if I never get a job? What if nothing happens? What if I run out of money? The what ifs. But and I know even for me, for a long time, when I before I had really handled my finances, I just wouldn't look at my bank account for a long time. And like hope for the best. I'm raising my hand. That's me all the time. <laughs> so I'm terrible that's what, at this. So I'm right here with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, right? Like I've been there. We've all been there. Um, not all of us. Some of us are sort of naturally born with the, the Which financial I wish, brain. But... I wish that that was in my body. I was like, that would be so lovely to like give a fuck about. That is like, I, I need to hire a bookkeeper ASAP because she. <laughs> oh, that was literally one of the best things I've ever done is hired a bookkeeper. Love you, Kaylee. Coaching with Kaylee. Grab her. Um, she's changed my life. So, um, but I will say that making a plan and and not being like the fear is rooted in the unknown. So make it known, know mm. how much you have, know what your brainstorm a thousand different options for how you could make money. There are so many ways to make money. There's so many ways to make money. Yeah. So if you can't make money in the exact way that you know how, and you need money, brainstorm 50 ways to make money. If you get down to desperation. And then I want you to actually think about what your worst case scenario is. Like mm. what is the worst that could happen? Let that fear come out face it, accept it, give it some love and literally write out like, what would you do? Would you, do you have a friend you could move in with? Do you have a parent you could move in with? Do you have something you could sell like a car? Like what is act, like what would you do if you got down to those last dollars and actually come up with a plan? And I think most of the time what you will see is there's always an option. Like there's something that you can do to, to, keep going right like to just sort of stick with it and I think the fear the fear just comes from not knowing and not and not having a plan and and sort of putting it in the black box and not touching it like look at it like experience it right like sit with it and be with it and it will become less scary over time and you'll ultimately be able to give yourself that sense of security because you know you know what you'll do you know what you'll do at every sort of moment that you sort of come across when you see your bank account dwindling yeah, I love that so much. I hope you can hear Toby barking in the background being like, fuck yes. <laughs> um, I like commuted myself for a little bit so that I wouldn't, you wouldn't hear him like go apeshit because he's, he's like literally in pandemic. He's just been like, crazy. I know he's like, mom, dad are home all the time. I don't know what the fuck to do. But I have no alone time. <laughs> literally, it's hilarious. But that I think that brings up such a beautiful, interesting point because the fear of the unknown, like what you said. I just want to highlight that for a second because I think that that is at the core of where everything is living in this time. There is so much unknown. And it's not just about financial stuff or a career. It's about every the fuck thing. And mm-hmm. so and, – and, and that can feel really scary because when we're not in control, we don't feel in control, right? Oh, Yeah. Like that just, I don't know about you, but like, I'm like, what do I do? Like, I have literally no control over this right now. And, and that can also be wildly expansive and help you learn a lot about yourself. So I would, if you're, if you're feeling that way, one, you're not alone, but two, I would encourage you to like, get curious about what the fuck is that could mean for you and and Mm -hmm. where that's rooted. But I just, I really just want to highlight what you said about like, when you can actually look things head on, which is probably going to look scary if you are mm-hmm. struggling right now from an unemployment or from a financial standpoint, which I think we all are to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Like, and I need to do this too. So I'm here with you is like, look at what's going on and actually ask yourself like, oh, what's the worst fucking case thing that could happen here? Mm-hmm. Genuinely ask yourself that question because probably it's a lot less scary than you think. Mm-hmm. 
Like, okay, do I have to move back to Canada and live in my cabin for a little bit? Like, okay. Okay. It's okay. it would it wouldn't be like ideal. <laughs> but like you'd be okay, but right? I could like probably make it back. work if they'll let me over the border. <laughs> right now <laughs> exactly like if you can make it in right if you can yeah. sneak through yeah we'll see um you know but like I don't know and and I get that we all have varying degrees of worst case scenarios um and like I think that when we can look at and really think of okay what do I have control over and I this it, this making me think about like overnight when I quit my jobs I was like I'm not going to be making any money overnight I knew that. And I was like, I have to fucking figure this out. And I I feel I feel like if we actually take agency with this time instead of um play the victim mentality, which is totally fair to feel the fucking feels and also you are a potent powerful human and you have so much in you and you are wildly resourceful. You are you would not be listening to this podcast if you were not. So what can you do with this time to shift the fucking narrative for yourself? Mm-hmm. Like for me, that's exactly what I had to do. I was like, I'm, and I made the decision. So I had that, that bump up, but it was also not really me making the decision. I had a panic attack on my bathroom floor and I thought I was going to die. And so I was like, if I don't do this, I am going to not be okay health wise. Like, so in a way my body was like, fuck you, bitch, you're laid off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and within a month, you know, I was like, okay, I could try doing photography because I love that and maybe I'll try that. And so, like, I kind of tested the waters there and I was like, I could blog because that was really big at the time and I did for a little bit, but I didn't make any money doing that shit. Mm-hmm. But it was fun, you know. Um, and and I was like, you know, there are all these, like, all these companies you can partner with. Like, I could do affiliate work. I could open a coaching business even though I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I, I just was like, yeah, okay, like, let's figure it out. And finding yeah. that core, um, and I imagine, like, going through your free work, free um, free thing that you, you shared that is in the show mm-hmm. notes will probably help you guys figure out, okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but this is going to help me find some grounding here. And then maybe I'll come up with, like, a list of ten things that feel exciting. And I'm just going to try it and throw fucking spaghetti on the wall, you know? And that just- is honestly, though, one of the most important things. If, if whoever's listening to this, like walk out with that, like just try stuff. People are so afraid. I was so afraid. My clients are so afraid. Like it just, we as humans are so afraid to just try stuff, mm. especially if we're beginners and we don't think we're experts and we don't think we're good at it and we don't know how it's going to happen again for the unknown. But like, yeah. The perfectionist brain of like, well, this can't, I can't put brain. this out until I know exactly everything and I've learned everything about it. It's like, fuck that. Just go. Like literally recovering perfectionist right here. My mantra, which I pulled from my favorite tarot deck is perfection is an illusion. Mm. It just literally doesn't exist. Mm. Exactly how it is, exactly how it happens, mistakes, failure, like that is perfect in whatever it is. And so to limit yourself and not try because of fear of it not being good or fear of it not being perfect or whatever it is, is just... First of all, it's robbing your gifts from the world. You're not allowing, you know, what's meant to come through you to come through you. But also, you're just not letting yourself have fun. It's fun to, like, explore and try and dream. And, like, you say you fuck it up a little. So you just try again. Mm-hmm. I've pivoted and tried so many different things. I'm constantly, quote, unquote, failing. But, like, every single failure. And I know anybody who has ever failed, if you look at it from this Which perspective. Which is everybody. Everybody's failed, right? <laughs> Failure is just like a life lesson. It's just learning. That's all it is. It's an we're opportunity for humans growth. Wired yeah. for learning, like yeah. that's literally part of why we're here is to learn. 
as humans in our existence. So why would we avoid that? Yeah. I always call it failing forward because I think so often we see failure as this like it's moving us back and it's like no fuck like it's teaching you something it's it's you're you learning something from every every failed opportunity is a lesson learned and it can feel really fucking awful in the moment and it is going to teach you so much about what you want and don't want and what feels mm-hmm. good and what doesn't feel good. Like think about every failed relationship you've had. It's taught you so much. So why don't we think about jobs in that way or about career choices in that way? Exactly. 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 I hear so many people also like diminish their jobs, previous jobs that they've had. Mm. And when you diminish a previous job you've had, or they'll be like, I have a really eclectic background. Like I, you know, I haven't been at a job for a long time or whatever it is. Whatever you diminish a job that you've had, like you're diminishing a part of your story and you're diminishing a part of who you are. Mm. And so I liked, I love how you just said that because every single whatever, fuck up, mistake, failure, all of those things, like we should honor those because those are literally the things that have brought us to where we are today. They are like the most interesting parts of our story. I have totally done that. I'm like thinking about this right now. I'm like, I have so many jobs that I like don't even talk about anymore because I feel shame around that, mm-hmm. that I did that for a while. Like Y'all, I okay. I'm gonna say it so that y'all, it, now, there's no more shame. We're we're letting the shame go. I Love used to <laughs> I used to work at a, my first job out of college. I was working at a call center for it was for a company, a, a theater company that I loved. But I was cold calling people, which is so not my. I'm I'm very good at it because I'm I'm a very persuasive person, and I am very fun to talk to on the phone because um, I have a lot of energy. But like. Yeah. And I believe in what what I was, you know, selling for them, I guess. <laughs> but I was I, I when I say that I've been on a call center, I'm like, fuck, that's I also was a Segway tour guide, which sounds really fun, but let me tell you, it was the worst job ever. Like I love being on a Segway. If you've never been on a Segway, I cannot recommend it enough. But please tip your Segway guides and like be kind to them. And we had to do I I took a Segway tour out because they were crazy in a snowstorm in the middle of Chicago. Oh my god, that sounds horrible. It was I was like, this is fucking awful. Um yeah. Oh, but even I, those two jobs, like can you think about like how they played an important role in your in your life and in your career? Huh. I'm th- well, I mean, my call center job, it helped me gain confidence about speaking to other humans, which is literally what I do. So we're doing right now. Correct. Um, and, and also like um, having – like building camaraderie with humans I don't know, which is, you know, so mm-hmm. often when I'm when I'm coaching, like my first step is so often like having a, a consult call with somebody who's thinking about working one-on-one and it's like – let's make sure we're a good fit and like, let's like talk to each other. And it's, you know, a lot of the time they're humans I've never connected with before, sometimes on Instagram in some capacity often, but you know, not in, in in any intentional way of like face to face, like I'm going to have a conversation with you. So that certainly helped. Um, and my segue, I mean, I, I think maybe from like a, a kindness, just like an overall kindness standpoint of like, wow, people don't treat people the way that I would want. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's it's it really impacted how I show up with strangers. Um, because at the time, I was really, really easily irritated and kind of like a shithead. Um, and I was like the person who would like yell out. I was just not in a good mental headspace for a couple mm-hmm. years post-college. Um, and I was like yelling out of my car, at, you know, a human's being like, you're an idiot. And like, you know, <laughs> the horn, all that shit. And being treated in that way by other people um, 
was really illuminating for me because I was like, wait, I sometimes do this to others. Like, and Mm. I don't like this feeling that I'm receiving. So I'm sure this person, you know, and it also gave me a little more compassion for the people who were having a bad day and like maybe didn't treat me very well. It's like, I don't know what's going on with their life. These are all strangers. And so I think from a personal standpoint, that one impacted me probably a little bit more. But I'm sure that also has reflected in the work that I do. But our personal lives and our professional lives, like we think there's a difference. There's yeah. no difference. It's yeah. all the same. We're still the same human that's showing up in both of those spaces. Like yeah. it's all the same. Yeah. Okay. So I want to, I, I feel like I could talk to you about a billion, billion things and I want to get to our fast phone questions. But before we do, it, for anyone who is laid off right now or anyone who is struggling with like purpose and work, like what is like the big thing that you would say other than, you know, starting by one, following Emily, and two, checking out this freebie so that you can start to get a little more clarity. Like what are – like what's one or two things that you would say like this is where you can really put your energy and focus your attention to find like s- fulfillment and like some kind of agency in this time? I think the first thing is if you got laid off, I think for a lot of people like that was a huge emotional trigger for, yeah. for a lot of people and it triggers a lot of grief. Yeah. And if you're feeling those things, like I think the most important thing actually is just to let yourself feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. That grief is real. We as a collective society are feeling that grief in a lot of different ways, but especially if you just got laid off, like you're grieving what was, what could have been and everything in between. And I just, I, that, that grief needs to be processed and the only way out is through. True. Yeah. Oh my God. You're like my human. <laughs> you guys are probably listening to Emily be like, she sounds like Amanda. Okay. Okay. Is this, are, we, are they soulmates? I think so. I think, I think, so. I think we know this. <laughs> um, so that's step one. I think step two is trusting that it's going to work out and, and, and believing in yourself. Um, and I know that's super high level, so I'll bring it down a notch. Um, making a plan. I mean, be open to figuring out what you want. Be open to figuring out what the next best step could be for yourself. Mm-hmm. Being open to dreaming and not just applying to stuff because you need a job, but actually being open to like a really beautiful outcome mm-hmm. and just exploring what that could look like for yourself. And, and starting there. And then once you have a little bit of clarity of what it could look like, taking some aligned action and, and building a plan that'll, that'll help get you there. Um, and I'm, I know you only said two things, but I'm adding a third. No, yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I think the financial piece is really – it's a real thing for a lot of people. Um, and so going back to what we said, like make a financial plan, look at your finances, figure out your worst-case scenario. It isn't a reason to just get another job unless you literally have – kids to feed and you need to do, you know, there's like some immediate emergency stuff. That's fine. You can do that. You can also get a job and still open yourself up to what's possible and let that be sort of a longer process and have a job in the interim. It doesn't have to be like a long-term thing. It can be a means to something else that allows you to, I mean, I, like when I was building my business, I was nannying for a while and right. it's like bridge jobs cool. next sector, right? exactly the you and I knew I wasn't gonna yep. nanny long term but like it was helpful to you know have have something um while I was you know starting my business and really like take like allowing it to, to launch I love those I think they're wildly important and I think what you said about trust trust is my word of the quarter mm. um and it could not be a more important time to like focus on receiving 
and really just trusting that the like I know it's so hard to understand this but we are going to look back we can only like paint the dots or like pull the dots together when we look back right and so in a few months you're going to look back on this time and if you genuinely allow yourself to just live in it instead of fight and resist what's happening like so much goodness can happen like I cannot tell you what that mental shift for me just doing that for myself a week and a half ago so much has opened up for me in in business in my life in personal stuff like in the last week and a half so much has come my way because I just said okay I'm not resisting what's happening I'm going to just let this be yes so yes like I know that feels kind of like out of body and woo, but I don't give a fuck. You're going to do it with me. We're going to we're going to receive. We're just going to, you know, and I've just been saying like inhale, um, inhale magic and receive and exhale control. Like that's literally been like what I've been <laughs> breathing. <laughs> and it's been really it's been a really beautiful way to just set some grounding. So thank you for sharing that because I was like, yeah, she's saying with my on my heart. I love it. Oh, oh, I love that too. I think it's so you're you said it perfectly. I mean, you just wrapped that up with a perfect bow. Like a little present. <laughs> okay, are you ready for fast fun questions? I'm so Okay, fun. I'm ready. Okay. They might not be fast, but we'll see. They're fun. All right, I love it. I'm ready. <laughs> um something that you're obsessed with lately. Vegetables. <laughs> oh, specific vegetables? That's like a big yeah, one. Like, I feel like I lately I've been just eating pizzas. <laughs> I I mean, this is going to like sound so nerdy, but like I love like farm fresh vegetables, like heirloom tomatoes from Whole Foods right now because there aren't farmer's markets are like making me so happy. I just signed up for a CSA, Community Supported Agriculture oh, Box, I need to do that. because I cannot wait to just get like a ton of vegetables. Uh, That's summer, a great so. idea during this time because I'm like – there is a lack of good-ass produce that is existing in my body right now. She's been filled yeah. with a lot of beer <laughs> and a lot of pizza, and I have absolutely no guilt around all of that. It feels delicious and great, but also she craving some veggies. Honestly, like, it's just, oh, it makes my body feel good, and yeah. it reminds me of nature and, like, being outside in summer, so. I also yeah. want to get plants like in my apartment. Oh, yeah. I have no plants and I'm I have a very dead looking succulent that is I'm currently staring at. She is like half dead. I'm very I have a terrible green. If any of you have tips, I bought me. so many plants for my new apartment. I moved back to Chicago a year ago. I bought so many plants. I've killed half of them. Oh no. Okay, so don't I ask have- Emily. <laughs> Don't ask me. I'm moving to flowers. I'm moving to flowers. That's not your next thing. I'm just going to always have flowers. Normally, I will, like, every other week, I'll go to Trader Joe's and pick up some flowers to just put in my – In my flower. And right now, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. When you go to the grocery store, like, that's going to be – I I need to start But I don't go to the grocery store. I get delivery because I'm trying to be a good citizen. you can get them delivered, actually, also. (gasps) Flowers? Yeah, you can get them and like cry on your delivery. My, my yeah, my boyfriend's actually been buying flowers and it's Aww. super cute. <laughs> so I yeah, it just kind of like brightens up the. I don't know, it's it's plants, but like it doesn't matter because they're gonna die and you don't have to feel bad. Hundred percent. I just have a lot of dead flowers, which like are yeah. pretty. They're like pretty dead flowers but yeah. that's what's currently in my apartment because my show closed like in February and I got a bunch of, got like, a lot of flowers. flowers from friends and, and family and they're beautiful bouquets and like when they dry up they're beautiful still so I'm just like well at least I have these dead flowers <laughs> they're still carrying that energy though you know yeah. the like floral energy <laughs> but I need I need something live I've been really c- contemplating like a, just a big ass plant like I'm just like can I Snake order. plants. My snake plants are still alive. A and snake I, plant? I get a snake plant. Yeah, I have a really big snake plant, and it's, like, crushing it. 
Okay, that's really good that's to know. So I wrote easy it down. to take care of. Okay, okay, good. I will. I will go on Etsy and find myself a from a non-green thumb <laughs> girl. <laughs> that's so important though, because I will kill them. So. Yeah, don't get anything fancy. And unintentionally. Okay, all right. If you could be an inanimate object, what would you be, and why? If I could be an inanimate object, I'd be, oh, inanimate. I was going to say, I'd be a plant, but that's, it's that's definitely a, is that alive. animate? Is a plant animate? I mean, it's alive. It's alive. <laughs> I would be a plant. <laughs> okay, wait, an inanimate object. <laughs> Can I be, fuck, this one's hard. You're I would be a, I'm going to be a pillow. Ooh, I love that answer. I'm just so cozy and smushy and I offer comfort for people and you can cry and me, but you can laugh and you can play, have a pillow fight with me. Are you like a memory foam pillow or like one of those janky $20 pillows that like seem like they'll be really great, but terrible? Or are you like a decorative pillow with lots of fun colors? Cause you got to get specific here. I'm not, I'm not letting you off the hook. Okay. I'm like a really soft, smushy like sustainable down, maybe like fake down it. pillow. Here for, Here for it. That is like really comfy. You better like want to sleep on it at night. Does this mean and... that you are a cuddler as a human? Because yeah, okay. oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm so a huge like hang touch more because that is fully <laughs> me too. Like I even, I mean, we're in we're in quarantine, right? And I I got headshots done a few weeks ago with Ooh. an incredible photographer, Alicia Siegel. Got to shout her out. Um. And I literally walked into her studio and we were in the middle of quarantine, but she was like the first human I'd seen outside of my boyfriend. And we weren't, we were planning on just doing like a six seat headshot, right? She has a camera. She doesn't get close mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. I went in for the hug. Yeah, you do. I, I, I her. Oh no. I didn't even ask You permission. didn't even think about it. it. Yeah. I'm a hugger too, but don't <laughs> hug in quarantine. <laughs> no, no hugging. Like, no, like, but it's just so wired in me. Oh my God. It, was it is. It is wired in me too. I have only seen one human that I know outside of my husband in in real life and it, we did it like there's my best friend in the city and she and I drove up at a parking lot and six feet apart in our cars had a powwow this was actually yesterday as we're recording this and had a powwow and I was like oh, but I also it was that. honestly like kind of hard I was sitting there and I was just like I just want to jump on you and hug and you and out. cuddle yeah. and, I, and this is making me really sad so Aww. But it was also was so nice because, like, hum- a human. You what a see your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Funniest thing that's happened to you lately in quarantine. <laughs> that, I think. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I'm that. I think that's my story. Like, my idiot self. Like, that's my most exciting up. story <laughs> in a month. That's my most exciting story. Like, that's my funniest story. That's the one I keep telling. Because, like, what? Nothing funny happens anymore. I sit at my computer all day long. I meditate, you know? Okay, I'm going to tell a story of something funny, also wildly exciting that happened. And I can't believe I'm sharing this on the podcast, but I'm going to because fuck it. Because you inspired me. Because I'm like, (laughs) okay. But also, mom, if you're listening, please please stop. Um, so you just may not want to know this and I know you listen cause you listen to every episode. Okay. So, uh, like a week ago, 
in you know in quarantine there's not a lot to do right so I'm having a lot of sex and it's great um and I um I have been using this really amazing um it's like a vibrator but different it's Mm. called the I think I've talked about it on the podcast before it's called the womanizer um I love that yeah it's amazing I cannot recommend it enough it is not sponsored but I love it I just love it so much I tell everybody literally my entire group coaching program we just did our week on sex and sexuality and I'm literally like they're all buying it because I'm just raped so much okay I'm gonna have to go buy that now but and I and I told them in this in the group um all about this um because we were sharing like you know experiences that we've had um and it's just not something we talk about a lot and I have never been the gal to be like a squirter like hundred dot percent but let me tell you between this toy and penetration your girl was getting crazy and like and I say funny not because it's like weird or bad but funny because it's never happened to me and literally afterwards both my husband and I just were like laughing we were like oh my god that was amazing it was like it was like joy and like and also like whoa I didn't expect that and it was just this like and I was like I didn't know my body could do that and it was so amazing and I'm like oh my gosh and so now we've just been like you know, making it happen. That's amazing. I'm going to go get my hands on that immediately. Go get it. I cannot <laughs> tell you enough good things. And you're welcome for that story. I'm sorry, Mom, if you listen to that whole thing. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, last question. What does it mean I to you? I think that's just giving us all hope. Now we all have something to do. In yeah, go get, go, get, go get it. I cannot tell you enough good things. Just go get it. <laughs> okay, amazing. last question. What does it mean to you to live your fuck yes life? Ugh. Following what feels good and not in like a superficial way, but following what feels good in like a deep rooted, like, but like that blissful, whatever language you want to use, but just like the stuff that at my core I know is right. Mm. That's living my fuck yes life. Mm. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. Where can everybody, obviously this is all going to be the show notes, but where can everybody connect with you on the webs, on the goodness, all that good stuff so that they can get into your sphere? Yeah, so I share a lot of career tips and strategies on Instagram, Emily Eliza Moyer. I also, um, I share a lot on LinkedIn and I'm actually always happy to make connections for people. So anybody who's listening who is job hunting Mm. and wants connections, friend me, send me a a message that you're, you want to be connected to some people or you just like want to know that you're, want me to know that you're looking, look through everybody I know and see if there's anyone that you, that you want to know. And I'd be happy to make the connection. So Instagram and LinkedIn. And then as you mentioned, I've got a ton of free resources and worksheets on my website. So especially for our DIYers out there, there's so much stuff you can do um, on your own from the free, the free resources that, that, um, I'd share on there. So yeah. Love it. Yeah. Make sure you connect with her. You are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting all these things. It's literally like been such a gift and I just appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. This is awesome. And there you have it. Thank you, Emily, so much for coming on the podcast. And for all the things we talked about in today's episode, you can head over to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash 93. Or if you're on your phones, you can just, you know, scroll and flip and find it in the show notes there. Um, all the good stuff, including that sex toy, <laughs> um, is in the comments um, and the show notes for you guys. Um, I hope that this episode gave you some solace and really gave you something to think about when it comes to our work. Um, Because I know it really, really did for me. It was such a powerful conversation. I cannot thank Emily enough for sharing her gifts and her wisdom and everything. Um, If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Please share, especially with anyone you know who has lost their job or um, is struggling with work when um, when it comes to this pandemic and wild time that we are living in. 
and um and and rate and review and give all the love to the podcast um it really 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 does help um and it means the absolute world to me and I just fucking adore y'all so much um and yes I am saying y'all a lot more have you also noticed it's just total sidebar have you noticed that I I have been saying the word wild a lot I was I was um listening back to this episode I was like oh fuck that and I I notice it in my day-to-day speak but especially lately like there I sometimes there's a word that just really sits with me and right now it's wild if you did not catch it throughout this episode go back and listen because it's going to give you a laugh and I'm sure you'll notice it on my Instagram stories too but anyways I digress I love you guys so much I hope you're having um uh a sane and um, soul-filled week and um, that this brought a little bit of light amidst the wildness. See see what I did there? Uh, And until next week, I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.